0: Hello, you lovely lot. Before we crack on with this week's episode, I just wanted to share with you some wonderful news that my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, has turned one. Now, for me, this feels like a graduation. It feels like it's pretty big things. But I think the thing is, is in podcasting terms, I think I think a year's running is, is, is pretty cool. And I want to celebrate and I want to celebrate with you. So throughout April 2021, I am offering any of my online courses at a 50% discount. Now, all the details are in the show notes, but uh, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. I have four courses at the minute and another one in the pipeline, but four courses. One is Beat Your Anxiety, com forward slash anxiety. Another one is Breathe Through Your Big Emotions, kaigram.com forward slash breathe. The third one is Crack Your Confidence. Kygram.com forward slash confidence. You can see the pattern here, can't you? And the fourth one is self-care, the art of putting yourself first. Kygram.com forward slash self-care. And the thing is, is that if you, uh, basically the, it, it does what it says on the tin, but you can go and have a look at the information and sort of see if it if it tickles your fancy. But in the checkout just type in the coupon code 5050 that's two words together f i f t y f i f t y so this is just a way of saying thank you for listening to me and if you need one of these courses grab it in april cuz it's 50% off so without further ado let's get on with this episode hello you lovely parents tell me this do you ever sort of look at your child and sort of think oh my goodness where on earth did i go wrong There are changes afoot in the teenage world when our children turn into teenagers. And often you look at your child and think they're being unproductive, unhelpful, and there's that challenging behavior. Well, today's guest is here to reassure you that there's absolutely nothing wrong with what you are doing nor your parenting. I've got Angela Karanja here, and she is the founder of Raising Remarkable Teenagers. She is a coach and a mentor, a psychologist educator, researcher and a parent, a foster parent and a parent of teenagers. So, Angela, welcome. I am so thrilled you're here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so, so much, Kai. I just can't thank you enough for giving me this very good 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 and honored opportunity to speak to you and your parents
0: well it's going to be a treat because I think especially we're going through that um, stage many of us who are still you know 10 months in still homeschooling um, Mm -hmm. maybe when this goes out maybe um, some of our kids will have got back to school here's hoping Um, but we are in a different sort of environment now aren't we where our kids are having to manage themselves and Uh as as I sort of said earlier they are trying to navigate life at home life through online learning um, maybe or maybe not having sort of parents breathing down their neck and what we're going to sort of discuss is the habits that we can encourage our teens to develop so that that not only just homeschooling but Schooling and education, full stop, is going to help them. These habits
1: are going to help them now and in the future. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like you put it, these are habits. And that means each one of our kids, regardless of their background, regardless of what they're going through, regardless of their experiences, these are habits that we can position to them and propose to them, and also help them develop, because they are habits.
0: And so what are these habits going to help them with, you know, sort of, and and I, I don't know how you want, whether or not you want to sort of um, go through each one and explain each habit as, as uh, you know, as we go, but at the overall, you know, the question about habits is, it's it's all very well. It sounds great, doesn't it? And it's a sort of, but I think the thing about habits is it can even though we sort of say oh well, it's just tiny tweaks they can sort of um, sort of require of that person um, so sort of changes in in behaviour and changes in sort of the way they are sort of doing things and thinking and you know their thoughts and their behaviours. So it's somehow we've got to get our kids to buy into this, haven't we?
1: Absolutely. We've got to get our kids to actually buy into this. So we need to, first of all, develop that relationship, that that position of ourselves as influencers so that we are actually able to influence them in a way that they want to actually listen to our advice because without them listening to us, we can have all the information, all the value, and this is this is one of the things. Before anything else, I always ask parents to to help to try and help their parents. Um, no, their their kids want to listen to them. Make yourself so credible that your child, your teenager especially, wants to listen to you. So that's always the starting point before we begin to speak to them about these five habits of highly affected teenagers so it's you're quite right it's
0: i mean how many parents out there are sort of sitting there going yeah but my child just rolls their eyes my child just goes oh you don't know anything because that's just i mean that's that that's a lot of the parent-child relationship isn't it it's mm. trying to get that connection and trying to get the kids to realize that actually hang on a minute we actually do have your back here we're trying to support you um mm. and so so I guess the thing is, is we need um, as parents to, yes, tell our child that, come on, darling, I do have your best interests at heart, but what's in it for the kids in order to develop these new habits? May, maybe they're doing some of them already. And if they are, bravo. Mm-hmm. But the, these, these, this new behavior, what's in it for the kids Why uh, you know, and the teenagers? Why would they want to make
1: these changes? What's in it for them? And that's what we need to sell to them. Totally. Right? We need to sell this to them or actually help them understand what, for example, if we quickly go through the five habits, which, which um, over the years of empowering teenagers I have gathered and just put them together as the five R's, which is respectful, responsible, Resilient, robust, and then radiant, right? Yeah. And what we have found in research and, and observation is that when young people adopt these habits, they move beyond even being independent to a level that we call interdependence, which is the the higher level of maturity. Most most of us stop at oh independence right but there is that other higher level which erickson calls interdependence and and he actually says life has no meaning unless we reach that level of interdependence and that means you are able not only to look after yourself you're able to have healthy relationships with other people okay i was going to say how do you know when you've got there how do you know when you got there? Let's let's talk about each one of these. Each one of these. Uh, if we talk about each of these arcs, yeah, then you, even myself or you, can be able to gauge or judge whether you are there or not. And obviously, this is not about keeping ourselves. It's not about oh, I'm not there, so I'm not. I'm no good. It's about growing. Yeah. Oh, totally. And that's I the
0: thing for us is that, um, you know, it's, 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 we, we need to be able to walk the talk, don't we? We need to be the role models because our kids are more likely to model our behaviour rather than follow our, air quotes, rules. So, um, yeah.
1: So let's kick it off then. Come on. Num- number <laughs> the first one, the first R. The first R is respect or being respectful. So... When you think about respect, just kind what, what would you say
0: respect is? What um, uh, gosh, uh, I, I can't give it to you in a nutshell, or you know, mm-hmm. one word, but for me, being respectful is um, understanding and giving space for other people's opinions, um, listening to other people's points of view. Uh, there is respect for self as well as for others. Um, gosh, you put me on the spot here.
1: Uh, I love you because you're going exactly how we want to describe what respect is. Obviously, it starts with self, self self-respect. And then it's in respecting yourself at such a high level that you actually realize that everyone else deserves respect. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. It's valuing respect. Is valuing yourself as a person, valuing your power, valuing the reason you actually were born, you actually are here, and recognizing that you've got, you've got something to offer. And in the same breath, recognizing that other people have something to offer. So it's um, knowing that you're of value, right? And also knowing that other people are of value. So you asked me, where does interdependence come in that, right? Yeah. So when you recognize your value, most of us stop, stop at that. And then they cross other people's lines, right? When you recognize your own value and also recognize that other people have value, you have those boundaries you have boundaries of respect for yourself as well as boundaries of respect for other people and in that way you can allow them to be who and what they want to be just as you are allowing yourself to be everything that you are supposed to be so that's respect okay yeah i that that and that makes sense
0: because it's when you actually put yourself in the picture that you can actually get the perspective, can't you? And realise that, well, if this is how I feel, sure as hell that's how everyone else is going to feel as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Got that's you. the one. Yeah. Brilliant. So, so we've got that respect. And how, how we can help our young people develop that respectful uh, respectful demeanour and habit towards themselves and other people, For they. of course, The first thing is awareness, letting them know that this is important and then showing them why it's important, right? And it starts with what I would say, especially when they are younger, it starts with letting them know they are of value in the way we speak to them, in the way we are present for them, in the way we behave and allow them to become what, they are supposed to, in, the way we allow them to bloom, yeah. the way we allow them to be, that is where the respect. that's how we can imbue respect in themselves. And then as they begin to understand, this is a nice thing, respecting myself is a nice thing. And then we speak to them about how we speak to them about other people, ourselves, and so they, they are learning from how we, and, and you said something really important about modeling. It starts with us, right? Because it's impossible to give something that you haven't got.
0: Yeah. Yeah? yeah?
1: So, so that is how we can do respect. Of course, we can talk. It's, it's such a huge subject. It would take ages for us to cover the whole thing. But in a nutshell is letting them know they are of importance, right? I think you're quite right, and this is what um, I, I think. It's quite interesting that
0: you've put this right at the top of the list because a lot of parents, um, when their back's against the wall, when they're struggling with a stroppy teenager, or they've got you know some sort of arguments in the house, or they're eye rolling and tantrums and and high emotion and a lot of ego going on. Um, I think what happens is that the parents then sort of respond to that in a negative way and go, well, how on earth can I be respectful for my child when they're not showing me the respect that I deserve? And I think we need to take our foot off that pedal, don't we? And we, as you say, we have to model, you know, it's our kids are going to follow, as we said, follow our behavior rather than our rules. And so it's by being respectful of them, even though you know, I've, I've heard sort of my rules, my house, my way or the highway, which is rather a sort of an autocratic way of parenting, I think. And I think uh. if we start showing the respect that our kids do deserve, we all deserve it, um, it feels good for them. And then that
1: probably is going to bring out the best in them, isn't it? Absolutely. And absolutely. And in this, in the, in the example that you gave, you you when, when they when the young person is being disrespectful you know that is a low level they are being on a low level you don't have to lower yourself to their level yeah and we need as a model you maintain your position of uh of power and when i mean power doesn't mean you're you're overpowering them or bear overbearing you are standing it, it it's like for example if my daughter said that I'm not her mom, I don't have to argue with her. I know who I am. I know what I am. I don't, you know, there are, you don't have to engage because the moment you start engaging at that level, you lower yourself to that level. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, but when you maintain your position, the likelihood is they will go and mile and, think about all that you know and then they are likely to then come up and look up to you right but but when you lower yourself they've got nothing to aspire to yeah brilliant yeah yeah they've got nothing to aspire to and that is something we we, we speak to parents about and you don't have to engage in a dance that's not healthy yeah if it's, if it's not healthy you don't have to engage in it you can keep quiet in fact some of the some of the things we say is if it's too heated up just say just say see it looks like um it's very hot in here and i do not wish to subject myself to this i am going to remove myself mm-hmm cool down, be the best I can. When you're ready, we can continue and have this conversation. Yeah.
0: So, And and that's it, isn't it? It's it's when we have our own self-respect and we have respect for others, that sort of creates those boundaries that we need within relationships, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what respect is. And obviously it's about modelling and it's also about um, and when. Another thing I say is when you can model, when you can model what you're requiring of them, then you also put yourself in a position where you are a mentor. Yeah. And what does a mentor do? Mentors normally share, you share experiences, you share knowledge, you share, and because you have already positioned yourself as a model, they're more likely to listen to you as a mentor yeah right yeah and if you now are a mentor then you can motivate them right why because you are already living what you're asking of them and then you're already sharing your experiences as a mentor and now when you motivate them they can believe you. They can trust you. It
0: doesn't, so seem, got, yeah, it doesn't seem so unreachable, does it?
1: Yes, yes. So we've got those, as parents, we have to become, and this is what I call the three M's of influence. If you want to influence someone in such a deep level, you have to be a model. You have to be a mentor and you have to be a motivator. You can't just jump and say, oh, you can't jump from you're not a model and then become a motivator. It doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah. It's
1: about winning their trust at such deep levels that they actually believe in you, they trust you. Yeah. So that that is what that's so we have to embody those three ends in everything that we are asking of them to be. So respect. So the first one was respect. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So number two yeah, is? Responsibility or being responsible, right? Yeah. So again, I'm going to put you on the spot again there. What would you say? And, and parents, I want you to think, what would you say being responsible is? Um, I'm going to look at it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. That it's
0: teaching our kids responsibility and my view is that we need our kids to own their actions to own their decisions their thoughts to be responsible for everything that they are doing because I I know a lot of and, and maybe this is a sort of slightly skewed take you can sort of correct me but I feel that um if kids kids are reaching or trying to become independent, they're wired for that, and a lot of their independence is finding the control. And so, therefore, if they are wanting to, to become those the the adults that they want to be, they need to be responsible for their actions. So yes, actions do have consequences. Yes, you know, sort of jumping in at the deep end. You know, if they do fly off the handle, they need to own that. They also need to. Um, be responsible to take care of, you know, owning the fact that they need to do schoolwork if indeed that's what their goals are. Um, from a parent's point of view, I mean, a lot of people would look at it and sort of say, "Well, make sure your child eats healthily and make sure your child, yeah. you know, knows right from wrong." Um, I think it's just um, understanding what our roles are and and just taking responsibility for that and 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 because. Pers- a lot of the time, I guess we can be victims, can't we? And, oh, well, it's so-and-so, so-and-so's fault. But I don't know, I'd be interested because
1: in, this is, you know, I'm, I'm questioning you rather than the other way around. Yeah. So I'd be... Yeah, interested. But we're having a conversation and I'm loving the way you're going because, again, as we said, we are all learning. So when I hear your side of it, yeah. it's, I, I am learning as well. Someone else out there is learning. But this is my take. Being responsible, like you said, rightly said, is being, owning your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Yeah. Yeah? Your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. That is being responsible for you. You're being responsible for you. So, when we talk about you, you simply, you, you mentioned a little bit about blame there. So the thing is, everything I think, everything I feel, and everything I do is my responsibility. I mean, we know that there are external factors that, that um, can influence, right? But all they do is influence. At the end of it, we still have the final phase we all of us have the final say of how we feel, what we say, and what we do. Yeah. So you're the one that you're the one that signs the last, you know, the, the last signature of it. You're the one that does it. I mean, we know that there is that there can be so many influences out there. And all of us, I mean, I get angry, even though I know that I am responsible. And sometimes I'm tempted to think, well, it's because of you. And I have to recalibrate and say, right, you did this and this made me feel like this, but I still had a choice Mm -hmm. whether to carry on feeling like that. Because we can't pretend that if I called you a name, it's almost an instant Uh, you will feel bad, right? But you have the choice to carry on feeling like that or to drop it and decide that's, that's what the person thought. This is who I am. And now we go back. And that's why we started with respect. When you know yourself, you value yourself, you, you know your stand as a person, then those things, those, you are more in control of how you take responsibility of yourself. Yeah. So the first thing for us as parents to do is actually be aware, even ourselves, that we can't, we can't go around telling kids, oh, it's because of you that I'm angry, it's because, and then we expect them to be responsible for themselves. No, they are learning from us. And that's where the blame culture comes in so that no one takes responsibility Which is which is very sad because as we said, it's a habit. You learn, you learn, you learn. And then what happens in your brain is we we call them uh, the, the neurons because they are so they are so intricate. You learn not to take responsibility for everything. So you're constantly looking for what or who to blame. So responsibility and then you know when someone is like that it is very very unlikely that they will achieve much because the control is from out there yeah. they're always looking for who's causing me not to do anything and then on top of that they actually don't end up doing anything why because they've got someone to blame or something to blame yeah it's like it's like you can see you can see
0: um teenagers when they're sort of struggling can't you or when they're looking for someone to blame they're a bit like a fish on a hook and they're sort of wriggling to get out of it yeah but no but yeah but no but and it's it's just a sort of you know sometimes it's no come on let's just Own this one. You, you know, we don't have to dwell on it. But maybe you got it wrong here, or you dropped the ball, or you know, it's let's rather than dwell and blame again. Why not just find the learning here and move on, and and know that it's going to be different next time.
1: And I like what you said about about let's accept we are wrong, even as parents. there's one of the things I keep saying: we need to be vulnerable with our kids we're not we're not right 100% we make so many mistakes and we need to make it normal for us to fall short and that doesn't mean you're inadequate it doesn't mean it just means you're human and you're a growing person and in that way you can try to be better next time and and when you're vulnerable you're your child as well learns to accept that they, they learn to say, Oh, yeah, it was me. You know, they even learn to tell the truth yeah. because the problem with not being responsible is because they're trying to hide, because they're double, they're, they're second guessing what you're going to do. So they hide, they tell lies, they cover it. You know, they will tell lies even when they don't need to. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but when they learn to be responsible, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I went out playing. I should have been doing my homework. Um, okay. And that's when you say, okay. So what's the either the logical consequences or the natural consequences for that? Allow them to face that because uh, because with the with responsibility, if you don't take responsibility, there are consequences for that, right? But then that doesn't mean you. You beat them while they are down. That's, that's not it. Just allow them to, 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 to suffer. Let's say suffer the consequences. But you're there. You're saying to them, no, that's that that that's your lot. I'm here, I'm with you, always love you, I'll support you. But let, let, let that happen. You know, let, let that happen. It won't be long.
0: And then we are back to this. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is when when we do sort of trip and fall, it's it's finding those lessons so that we don't do the same thing again. Um, and it's it's part of that learning is the sort of getting it wrong, is learning how to do it differently and implementing maybe different strategies or different behaviours or different thoughts so that we don't screw up again the next time. Um and I think as you rightly said, it's it's demonstrating that as parents that, yeah, come on, you know, I messed up, that's okay, you know, my bad. Um, but it's only when we get things wrong and when we do fail that we learn, don't we? And we we understand from that.
1: Absolutely. And it's okay. It's okay. We're not saying that the mistake is good. The mistake is not good because sometimes some of the mistakes have really bad consequences. What we are saying is you're just being human, but then what do you do after you've tripped?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah? Because it's, in, it's. I mean, think about even uh, exercising your muscles. If you want to get stronger, you just have to keep working them, working them, you know, you just, and it's about working it, working it. it you don't all of a sudden become Become an expert, or any, from never attempting anything. In fact, Einstein said that a person who has never made a mistake, never tried anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think so. it's instilling that sort of um, that sort of thought pattern for our kids, isn't it? Is it's, it's okay to trip and fall, um, but preferably not twice over the same thing, or not? Yes. not yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, more than necessary. <laughs> And I think that's that That sort of leads into number three, which is R for resilience, isn't it? Because this resilience has got to be about the tripping and falling. And and, and
1: I, I don't know, that's the way I read it. Maybe you have a different definition. Tell me about that. Absolutely. We're coming to that. And you're right, how you introduced it. It's about making those mistakes and then coming back.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That ability to drop and then rise, that ability to face challenges, that ability to, and that's why I talked about masters, if you never try anything new, you don't don't succeed. But when when you're faced with challenges and then you go for them, it's, it's very likely that you're not going to succeed the first time, right? Or even if you'll succeed, maybe not as, as well as you would succeed after you've done the same thing 100 yeah. times. yeah So that's what resilience is about is being able to face those challenges, yeah And the, the, re, the, the only time we are able, our young people are able to continuously face those challenges is when they, they drop and fall and then we help them rise again. So they are developing muscles. Again, let's go back to the brain. What happens is is uh, they learn that oh, it's okay to fail, so I'm not afraid of taking that risk. And then what happens when people try? when you try, there's you and I know there is that what we call the confidence competence cycle, yeah, right? So when you when you when you take up something, yeah. You gain some sort of confidence, right? And then the more you do it, you gain some competence. And the more competent you become, the more confident. Yeah. So it goes, it, it's like it's a pile up, pile up, pile up. And that's how we can help our young people develop resilience. And obviously, it starts from us. Again, they need, we need to be able to demonstrate that kind of resilience. We need to be able to demonstrate coming back, flopping and coming back. And that attitude of I'll try it, I'll try it, I'll try it, right? Because you're not, we have eliminated that fear of failing, right? And I think that's the thing is
0: that for for so long there is that fear of failure and it's what will people think, why, you know, and, and it's, failure i i i feel that i mean i sort of say there's no such thing as failure it's only feedback and mm-hmm. it's just you know this is maybe i won't do it that way again type thing but it's and i think we need to sort of get rid of that label and that sort of you know that that um that sort of feeling that that failure is is well failure is a bad thing it's not i, I mean i look at it as you know, success and failure are sort of two sides of the same coin. And so you can't
1: have one without the other. Absolutely. And it's, it's very strange because think about you and I, especially because we've got kids and and some of us are birth mothers. So we got kids when they were young. And remember when they started trotting, when they started walking, when they fell over, we did say to them, you, you dumb... No, we, st- we said to them, oh, you lovely thing, and get up, pull my hand, you know, you know come over and then yeah. they would fall over and, and then, then they would stand again and then we would encourage them. Yeah. So where does this stop? Why does it stop when they become, you know, why does it stop?
0: And that's it. And and I think the thing is, is that this is where what we need to remember is that our kids they need us as their role models, but they do also need us as their mentors and their motivators. So that we can go, listen, okay, not so great this time, but we're come on, stand up and give it another go, and it's going to be okay. And I think that's the thing. It's it's just just re- removing that that sort of you know that that sort of feeling that. Getting it wrong is bad or, or yeah, not being a huge success at something is is you know something to be shamed because the very fact that, as you say, and as Einstein said, um, you know, it, it the very fact that we're trying has got to be a bonus and has got to be applauded, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's and it's very important for for us to know that resilience, resilience is like a muscle, it's a mental muscle. And the only way that we get resilient, more resilient, it's not by never doing anything or never attempting anything. You become resilient because something's hit you and then you pop back up. And that, as I said to you earlier, as we said earlier, it gives you a confidence. Oh, but I'm natural confidence, competence. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But if nothing ever happens, imagine how weak we would be. Yeah. We would be extremely weak, and that's why it's very important for us to, especially in teenage years, they take risks, don't they? They take oh, yeah. like crazy risks. And our job as parents, instead of saying to them, "Don't do that," "Don't do," is to manage that risks, those risks, and help them understand there are consequences to the risk that they're taking, but I'm supporting you to take those risks. Yeah, okay. I'm supporting you. Why? Because I, in fact, when they say to you, oh, I want to go out uh, until eight o'clock, the first time your teen says to you, I want to go out with my friend, with my buddy until 10 o'clock. The first thing you should say is not no, is, oh, that's very ambitious. I like that. And then from there, first of all, when you say that, they begin to see, oh, mother or father is in agreement with me. So the, you know, the resistance drops. Yes. Right. Yes. So from there on, then start planning. Okay. This is your first time you're going out. What makes you think 10 o'clock is a good time? No, you know. You know. And then in that conversation, they will realize they probably haven't got the strength yeah. to stay. Up. And if you give them space, yeah. they will come up, will probably come up with their own answer for coming back at seven o'clock or eight o'clock.
0: You see, that's the bonus, isn't it? Is the fact that it's giving our kids the space and giving them the tools to actually start making those decisions for themselves. Decisions. And hence it's, it's the responsibility, isn't it? And-
1: Absolutely. But yeah. then, do you see what you did? The very first thing was to say, yes, I know you're capable, yeah. right? You didn't completely cut them and say, oh, no. That's because the moment you say no, you already, you've already decided for them. I don't think you're capable of doing that. And what does that do to a, yeah. to a young her? Yeah. It, it's discouraging. But say yes. In, a, in different ways, say, oh, I mean, I've... I've had to say yes. I'm like, oh, that's quite ambitious. That's a good thought. Yeah. I mean, j- just today, actually, I was speaking to a parent and they said that the, their 13-year-old drilled a hole from, from her room, <laughs> drilled, drilled a hole from her room into the brother's room who lives in the ba- basement, right? And the hole is so big it's so <laughs> why so that they can pass fruit and food down and that yeah so she she was mad and i said i can understand you feel mad because that's your house you know like that's your house but how would you how do you want us to address that i said first of all that's genius right <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it goes against the grain for us to say that. But that's genius. Why? Because the kid is thinking of the quickest way to get the brother. The... Thinking <laughs> on their feet, aren't they? Absolutely. They're thinking on. But then that's where you start the conversation. Was there another less destructive way <laughs> for us to do this? Right? Oh. Because it's about it's about having conversations, Kai, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, I I can imagine how mad I would feel, and obviously, you allow yourself to feel mad. But it's because, come on. It's ten out of ten for ingenuity, isn't it? So <laughs> I said, but it took her time to to actually see it as that. But I said to her, I have had things done, and you just have to breathe in recalibrate and then look for the ingenuity in that whatever they've done because they thought through it. Yeah. They they must have thought. So what you do is praise whatever they've done and then explore other ways they could have done it, right? They could have done it that would have been less destructive because she I mean the truth is she has ruined the house. The parents have to you know, they have to repair that, isn't it? Yeah. So, so those are some of the things. It's it's about really managing ourselves and then addressing the issue as, you know, as look for the look for the thing in it, because our young people have such great minds. But I think
0: you're if, right. I think that's the thing. And 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 what we because I'm a sort of master practitioner in NLP, and what we do say is that. You know, look for the positive intention because, you know, with with, with behavior and, and even though it might be questionable, um, there is always a positive intention there. And so you could look and sort of look for the silver lining and go, thank God my kids are actually communicating with one another because there are many
1: families where their kids won't speak to each other. So absolutely. absolutely. That's what that's another thing I said to her. What a good relationship they have that they are willing to go to such (laughs) Uh lengths. How wonderful. I mean it's not, I mean, the house has been green, it's not funny. But then we have to look for that which is positive because there is always something. There is always something positive. There's something, there's a goal that the person wanted to achieve. And we need to think about that goal and then think of different. Safe and and um safe and less destructive ways to achieve that goal. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that we were on resilience, talking about resilience. It's it's um we need to be able to support that resilience. You know, for example, that young person, how how would we how what how would we say the person's resilient in that situation? First of all, it's to affirm that that is That's genius, to be honest. Yeah. That's genius. And then, now let's start thinking. Let's start thinking of other ways. So what's going to happen from now on? What you've done, you've introduced again a thinking that, right, I want to do this, but let me think of safer and better ways to do this. Right? So you haven't stopped them from going for what they want what you have introduced is a different way of thinking which is how can i do this better yeah. how can i okay. do this without harm without harming yeah. other people without hurting other people right mm-hmm. so that so that's that, that's yeah. resilience
0: isn't yeah. Yeah. so what's the <laughs> difference between resilience being resilient and being robust what does robust mean
1: Aha. now let's that, that's a very that's a very good question, Kai, because that's loads of people come to me and ask that. Yeah. Robust is about having a value system. Right? Yeah. So it's a it's a value system. A value system that is so strong, is so sturdy that that is what drives you. When you're making decisions, right? For example, for example, if um if you're in a group of, of, of young people, right? You, you're in a group of other young people and they are just about to go and maybe bully someone and all that. What is your value system as one of the young people? Is your value system, I always encourage, think of the value system as, am I being kind in this situation? Okay, yeah. And am I being loving in this situation? Am I being generous in this situation? Am I, you know, am, what am I being that is the that is having robustness is having that value system from which you take action, right? And you're in a roadmap, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's that inner roadmap. So that, so that for, for example, the other day I was giving a parent an example of um of a value system that if you're if you're Young person has this value system that I will not take advantage of anyone, no matter what. Right? I will not. Um, I will not manipulate anyone, no matter what. So the, So then, they they are in a relationship with a young, with a girl, and then, for example, the girl is vulnerable, and so that kid knows. That kid knows, no matter what, I can see this. This girl is vulnerable. I can do whatever I want with her. Now she probably will never know. But your value system is: I do not take advantage of someone, no matter how vulnerable they are. Okay. That that is having that. It's it's integrity.
0: Yes, I think it's
1: it's, it's having integrity such that that is what drives your decisions. That's what drives your if you're in a group of young people and they want to start throwing tomatoes at the teacher, you're asking yourself, yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, as a teenager, you want to go with them all. But when your value system is such that, I want to be kind, you're not going to do that. And it's not because anyone has told you not to do that, but that's your value system. And that's what makes you robust. It's, and that's what, when I say, these habits, these habits, any of us can develop them because it's about awareness, knowing. And actually, what I do with young people when, when we're talking about robust is what would you like to be? Who is the person you would like to be, right? So just write them down. Who is the person? And then let those values drive you, yeah. right? in and in, and in, in that way the good thing with that is because you internalize them and they become you you don't have feelings of shame yeah or guilt wow. yeah yeah you yeah. don't when when kids when other kids saying to you oh oh you you little I wanted to stay I swear <laughs> I, was like, I hear them all the time with these um sorry oh you had the opportunity to do it why didn't you you know, they don't feel intimidated because they can confidently say, "That's not me." Yeah, it's, it's that inner strength, isn't it? It's that, that your inner knowing of what you stand for. Absolutely, that inner knowing of knowing what do I stand for? What? What? It's integrity, really. It's 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 an again, it's something so invisible you only know, but it's got to be developed. Again, it's got to be developed.
0: Yeah yeah and then yeah and, and that's that's how that's how as role models that's how they learn isn't it from us so it's that this this is sort of five habits of highly effective teens uh, and in brackets and parents <laughs> but and, and number five just coming coming back to the the fifth one which is radiant which um yeah I, I'm going to allow you to to explore that because I think that 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 just sort of it just sounds lovely, so I, I want to hear <laughs> what you say about that.
1: Yeah, and I, it's it's usually the last one, but by absolutely no means the least, because when you think about Radiance, what do do you think about what do you think it is? What uh, to what me, to think? me, sort of it, radiance is um
0: I, from this in this context yeah. is. Allowing your team to shine brightly, allowing your team to own who they are without shame, without guilt, knowing and, and, and hence you can tell why it comes at the end because they have developed their respect, their responsibility, their resilience, their robust. And it is just suddenly when it lands for them to go, Oh my gosh,
1: this is me. Absolutely. And that's radiance, you know? Radiance. And when I speak about radiance i talk about the sun think about the sun right yeah what the sun what what happens every living being every living you know and, and and kids understand this very well because they they remember the experiment we did in school where you plant a seed yeah and once in the dark room and then the next one is and then you can see it gravitating you can see the They shoot gravitating towards the where the light is. Right? So when you become that, when you become that, what happens? You begin to have those, you know, people, people are gravitating towards you. People who would probably hurt other people are gravitating towards you. And then what do you do? You shine, right? And your job as a as a person is to give light right so what do you do you're giving life so what you say how you show up everything it's you do you know those people when they show up you feel like there's life yeah you you want to be with isn't it yes you want to be with them that's the one so you become like that and then like you said about allowing them to shine Another thing we talk, we talk with young people, especially when becoming radiant is the sun comes out in the morning right comes out on time, no one needs to tell it to come out and then what happens in the evening? it goes back and it goes to sleep right so it comes out, does what it's supposed to do, gives life and then it goes to rest yeah. in the evening. Yeah. And then in the evening, what comes out? The moon. And we've never in the, in the history of, of the world, of the years we've never heard a collision between yes. the sun yes. and the moon. Why? Because the sun, as powerful as it is, as radiant as it allows the moon to shine in its space, you know, its time, your this is your time. So you become a person who is happy to so this is where there's no competition, right? Okay. Your kid is not trying to 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 be better than anyone. They're just being them and then allowing other people to be them. They're not trampling them, they're not they're not doing what they shouldn't do. And but they also know that there is a time to show up and also there's a time to go and rest again we go back the circle we go back to
0: respect I was going to say it it comes straight (laughs) back into um, the first one isn't it is it's it's respecting ourselves we can we we have that moment to shine and then we don't have to we, we don't have to exhaust ourselves but it's also allowing others to shine brightly as well and hence there's the respect yeah, come absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that, so that's that's radiance. That's where we. That's again. That's where we come. It's radiance. Now, these are habits that actually. May, and remember, we talked about moving beyond being independent yeah. to interdependent. Yeah. So the inter. Can you see how having this habit allows you, or allows the young person to actually they are very integral part with other people they're not there's no there's no collision with other people yeah right yeah the, the only the only thing there is actually is they, they they they've come to a point where they're actually giving life to other people yeah adding value to other people yeah. right yeah so that those, those are the five habits but then again as we said it's very important for us as parents to emulate, to, to be that. Because again, it's, this, these habits are mostly caught. They are not taught. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They are mostly caught. They are not taught. So it's very important for us to be that which we want or aspire for our young people to be. Of course. For example, if you haven't been up to this stage, that's why it's important to also put your young people with mentors. But the mentors must be again people that they model, people yeah. that they have. Yeah. and yeah, because sometimes we wonder, sometimes we wonder, well, why does my why why does my 13, 15-year-old you know, they think, whatever, this rapster is a god, right? Why? Because that person, that person is within themselves, they are drawing something that the young person wants. The thing is, we as parents, we can be that. In fact, our research is showing us that uh, parents still have the biggest influence in our young people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if we can take advantage of that and be what we want them to be, you know, that, that's, you know, that's, can you imagine what, what good actually we can do to the world? And this
0: is where we need our, uh, to, to, to develop these habits for our own confidence and competency cycle, because there are so many parents that I know just are not confident in what they're doing and actually if we just develop our own skills gently and with respect and all the others then we can actually be the the role models we can be the mentors and we can be the motivators for our own darling kids
1: absolutely it is possible it is so so possible and as we said because they are habits yeah habits mean that these are not things we These are they're not in our genes. They're not. We didn't come cloned with them. We didn't. We we start, and the first thing, in fact, I'm so proud that all your parents are listening now because it starts with awareness. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: It starts with awareness, and then accepting them, and then actioning them,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's when we start to see advancement.
0: Angela, my love, thank you. That was packed, packed <laughs> with good stuff. Thank you so much, indeed. Um, I shall put in the show notes uh, ways for people to contact you if they want to get in, you know, want to get in touch and learn more. But that was just fab. Thank you so much. Um, may may we all continue to be models and mentors and motivators to our kids. Thank you,
1: so, Thank you much. so much, Kai.
0: Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. And before you switch off, don't forget that throughout the month of April 2021, I am offering all my online courses with a 50% discount to celebrate the fact that the Parent and Teen Toolbox has reached the ripe old age of one years old. So when you go into the checkout, don't forget to use the coupon code 5050, F-I-F-T-Y, F-I-F-T-Y. Until next time, much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favor, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.